Wasn't that a great song? <laughs> it's a classic. That is such. I loved Heart. A classic. I loved them. Heart was a great band. They were a great band. Yes. They really are. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Chord of Three. And if you haven't guessed it, we're talking about love tonight. Love. It is February, the month of love. So we thought we'd kick it off. Yeah, so Lisa, mm -hmm. let's talk about your love life. Oh boy. When you were a kid. Spencer likes to talk about my love life. And when you were a it. kid, when did you first fall in love? Well, I wasn't a kid when I fell in yes, love. Yes, you were. I was a middle schooler. That's a kid. <laughs> but they think they know everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was still young. I was in middle school and my parents had a place at the beach and we would go, it was like a timeshare. So we would go every summer the same week and I fell in love with a boy that his family was there as well. And so every summer we could pick back up this little one week romance. And we would, you know, we would write during the, the rest of the year. And he lived in Virginia and I was in Georgia, you know, just see how each other were and the sports we played. We would talk about that. And Can you imagine if you had Snapchat then? Oh, no, I probably, wouldn't know how to use it like I don't now. But. Or Instagram. Yeah, no. I liked writing letters and anticipating so going were to pals. the mailbox. You were pen pals. Yeah, but we weren't so good. Like, we'd do like, good for like a week or two, and then it would die out. It would die out. And then maybe we'd send like a Christmas card, our families would. But, but yeah, for every summer for several years. Mm -hmm. Summer flings. Yep, it was. You remember his name? Yes, I've actually seen him later in life. His name is Alan. You saw, you've seen him later in life? When we went back to that same place with my parents. Yeah. He was there? Yes. <laughs> you know this. I do? Yes. Uh, I his don't family, his parents like let him use the place uh -huh. like my parents have let us. Actually, that the time we were there, mother and daddy, we had gone with mother and daddy. Lizzie was little. Yeah, so I met his wife and his kids, and he met my kids, I guess, when we were walking around. I don't remember Saw that. Saw mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think you block some things out. I think I do, too. I think you do. I think I do, too. So did you ever have a, like, a crush on anybody, like, either before oh, or after yes, Alan? Oh, yes, it really it wasn't returned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Who would that be? Oh, no, I'm not saying names. Oh. <laughs> we will not incriminate or, yeah. No. Oh, man. Um, no, but yeah, I had a crush on my second. school, I, I would have crushes, but, uh -huh. you know, it was just, you, you know, if they didn't like you back, it's okay. You could be friends. Yeah, I had a crush on my second grade teacher. <gasps> That's right, Mrs. Miss Nutt. Miss Nutt. Yeah. Yeah. She was Did my you favorite. write her letters? No. But she was my favorite. I think I was her favorite, too. Oh, okay. Then she was a good teacher if you felt like, yeah. There's not very many teachers I remember, but I remember Miss Nutt. Okay. Well, what about f you first falling in love? 
I couldn't keep a girlfriend for more than six months, <laughs> and then they'd break up with me. Oh, honey. Yep. You were the first past six months. It stayed past six months? <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I started to develop a complex, and then I was like, ah, forget this. And then uh -huh. I met you. Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh, found a girl that really loves me. Yeah, you just haven't met the right one yet. I mean, I've had my heart broken. I've had my heart stomped flat. I've had my heart just flat run over. Oh. It was, yeah. Sad. My, it was rough. I was not, I think. I they mean, I broke did, up with me. I don't know what I did wrong. I did have some breakups. But for the most part, especially when I was, you know, younger in high school I just really I just wanted to have fun and like go out with lots of different people mm -hmm. I wasn't really interested in long-term deep relationships I just wasn't that just wasn't me maybe I was weird or different I don't know yeah I think that song the whole breaking up was easier in the 90s oh yeah Sam I think it's true uh you don't well, I don't know. I've never broken up. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 you know. But think about it. We watch the, kids these since days. Since the 90s. I know, but we watch them. And it's so hard now. We've watched our, our but, own son. You know, it just, as social media plays into it. and I think it's harder now. I do. Yeah, maybe. In certain ways. I mean, it's still hard because it's your heart. And How it was our heart back in the 90s. What? Did they break up over text? Some people do. That's stupid. That blows my mind. Yeah. Do they break up over social media? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I guess it was easier in the 90s because you didn't have all your digital devices. No, so if you broke up, you really didn't have to know what they were doing or that they turned right around the next night and went out with somebody else. What else? That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. Well. Well, it is February, the love month. So we did think that we would talk about love and that love is more than a feeling. And we're going to kind of have a kind of a music flair. Oh, wait a minute. But before we do that, before we do that. Yes. Let's talk about our engagement. Yes, we got engaged in February. So it is, let's see, today's the 6th. Yes. We were engaged on February the 11th, 1994. Yes. Good job, honey. And then your birthday was on the 15th. Yes. Following that. So it was weekend, mm -hmm. and we knew we had school and jobs when it was actually going to be Valentine's and my birthday. So it was going to be the weekend that we were going to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had... Purchased your ring at Foster's Jewelers in Athens when it was still in Athens. Yes, No downtown. longer existing right now. But I bought, we bought your ring. I put it on layaway as a college <laughs> student for $25. I think wow. I paid $1,500 for that ring. I, I think I, you did too. And, I have the receipt somewhere. And I put that thing on layaway and began to make payments on it. Uh-huh periodically as I would get Because you had a part-time job. I had a part-time job. As I'd get paid, I'd put money down on it. And finally got that thing paid off. And then 
we had I had it arranged to ask you to marry me on February the 11th, 1994. And I think you, since you're such the great storyteller that you are, you should tell the story about how yours truly proposed to you. Okay. I love telling this one. So you had asked me out. And again, I knew it was Valentine's and kind of my birthday. And we just needed to go out on the weekend would, would be the time that we had. So you, were pick, you picked me up. We headed down Atlanta Highway. I didn't know where we were going. You, you didn't tell me. Um, and maybe you even had said it's a surprise. I don't know. But we get down Atlanta Highway just before Beach Haven, which is where you were working at the time. And I was there helping you. I would come. I would um, do the activities and things with the youth. And I had a discipleship group of girls and uh, I was plugged in with some discipleship training myself at the church. And so we're about to the church, and you say, i got to run by the church and get something. And I didn't think anything about it. I mean, maybe you left something there from the day when you were working, or you just needed to pick something up for the weekend. I didn't know. So we pull in, and you just pull up, you know, right in front of mm -hmm. the youth building. Yep not like parking or anything. We just pull up like you're just going to get out and run in. And you said, do you want to come in with me? And I was like, sure. So you go to the door and there was an outside door and you were kind of messing with the lock a little bit. And I just went past you as you were getting the key out of the lock. And there were swinging doors that would then yep, open into right. the big mm -hmm. youth area where, you know, they would... You'd put the chairs and there was a stage and everything. Um, we had games off to the side. But I pushed those doors open and all that had been cleared out. And there was a table, small table right in the middle of the room. Lights were shining, there were candles, a place setting, tablecloth, music, soft music was playing in the background. And I was like, oh, and then here you come behind me. And that was the surprise. Uh, you had set this up. I believe you had someone go get the food because they had brought food. Like yeah. it was there ready for us. It was hot. Uh, it was Peking because Peking, we yep. loved Peking. Peking, which was right up the street. Yep. Had Mongolian That was a favorite beef. of ours. Yes. So you had someone bring that food, I guess, while you had picked me yep. up. And... On the, there was a chalkboard, okay, this is dating us too, but there was a big chalkboard that, you know, we would write on in teaching times with the youth, and you had written a poem on the chalkboard, and there was a spotlight shining on that. Lisa, I love you in big ways, I love you in small ways, I love you this minute, I love you always. And it was just so romantic and sweet, and it was, it was special, and it was different, and there was nobody around. It was just us to enjoy the moment. But I'm not thinking anything past, like, Valentine's, you know, and my birthday. This is just, you know, really sweet. So we finish our food, and I think you said something like, I'm going to go get some gum you know, like to freshen your breath. Mm -hmm. 
I, I guess. Yeah. Maybe you're thinking you're going to get. I think a the ring and the card that you're okay. about to talk about was in. The, yes. Was in the so, truck. Okay. Right, because you didn't carry anything uh -uh. in when we just went in the door. Right. Okay. So you headed out for just a second, and I'm, you know, straightening up, cleaning up, or whatever, and thinking how sweet this is. And you come back and you, you've like got something behind your back that I can kind of see, and it was a poster board that you folded in half, and then cut in the shape of a heart so that when I opened it made the full size. It was a big card. Yeah. It was poster board. It was poster huge. Board. Which I still have it. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> and you hand me this homemade card. It was so sweet. It was, there was a lot of words on it. So it was a little much for me to take in because I think I'm, I'm, you know, tearing a little bit now. Like this is just, um, it's very sweet. And, and, you know, personal. It wasn't just a Hallmark that you went to the drugstore and got. <clears throat> and I read the card, and you, I do remember you were putting passages from Proverbs 31. A Proverbs 31 woman has these qualities and character traits. And you were saying that that's what you saw in me. And I get to the end of the card... I didn't see this at first, but it said, happy Valentine's Day, happy birthday, and you put and, question mark, question mark, question mark. And I, I guess I was supposed to say, and what? But I didn't even see that. And again, like I said, I'm emotional at this point and just thinking, wow, this is, you know, the greatest guy and I'm not really sure I deserve him um, and is, you know, this is real, pinch myself. And I kind of turn and you're on your knee and you have your hand out and you're holding something and you take my hand and you begin to reiterate some things from your heart that you had shared on the card as well, just telling me how much you loved me and that you wanted me to be your wife and you ask me would I marry you and she said yes by the way yes I did that was immediately 28 almost 28 almost years ago almost 28 yes in five days it'll be 28 years mm -hmm. yep so we've actually been with each other longer than Half my life. Yeah. And yours too. And we matter. didn't date much before. No. I mean, we no. we met. My sister set us up. Met. Um, we're friends. Began to date. Got engaged, and then got married. All we in started a talking year about. We started months. talking about marriage. A year five and three months. months. We did. We kind of knew we were. After we met. And we, yes, we've talked about that a little bit before. Mm -hmm. Yep, been together a while. Long time. So love so is a we, verb. So, yes, so love is a verb. And uh, so in thinking about love and thinking yes. about our life. Yes. Um, there are two uh -huh. songs. Oh, boy. One by DC Talk. 
I know it. The other one by Pat Benatar. <laughs> Love is a Verb by DC Talk. Uh-huh. Pulling out my big black book. Cause when I need a word defined, that's where I look. So I move to the L's fast in a hurry. Two on my specs, cause my vision was blurry. I looked again, but to my dismay, it was black and white with no room for great. You see, a big V to beyond my word. And yo, that's when it hit me. That love is a bird. Good job, hon. Yes. Actually. I was a, I was a rapper wannabe. You, you were. When I met you, you were doing. I would do stuff like that. DC Talk on the stage in the youth room when I first mm -hmm. met you. Yes. Wow, that takes me back. Yeah, Toby Mac was my hero. Yeah, he's still cool. Enjoyed, always enjoyed talking mm -hmm. to listening to Toby Mac. But let's talk about love as a verb. Yes. Because the Pat Benatar song, <laughs> that's love as a battlefield. And we can talk about battles okay. shortly. But okay. love is a verb. What does that mean to you? Love is a verb. Well in school okay so that's my world and in teaching english verbs show action and so saying that it's a verb to me it's not just a feeling not just an emotion but it's an action so it, to me it's when that emotion comes together to act mm-hmm that's a good point. Yeah, so in thinking about love as a verb, yes, it is an action, and it is way more than a feeling. And when I think about uh -huh. feelings, the thing that uh, about feelings is feelings will let you down. Feelings will lead you. They do. They lie to you they sometimes. They lie to you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so a person may feel love or right. feel like they are in love but you really have to test and see that love in action mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. what they say or what you may feel is not backed up with action does it match yeah and it does not align then i don't know if that's love I don't know if that's love. Well, we could say, I mean, you could put lip service, right? Yeah. To that word. And I, and I think we are all guilty of that. I mean, I love pizza. I love whatever, the beach. I love, right. you know, but. Um, we use that word flippantly. We do. Um, and I know we're using it, you know, to say I have strong emotion for this, but. When it comes to love that we should have for others, that's different than just saying I love things and I love places. When we're talking about people, that's really, you know, um, a test of do you act on that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's, couple of different types of love yes there's a brotherly love yes phileo and then there is a an agape love mm -hmm. which is an unconditional love that god loves us with he loves us with an unconditional love yes and has equipped us and empowered us to be able to do to be able to love as he loves the phileo love is not really a 
you know, uh, an intimate, I'm going to be in love with my spouse. It's, it is that brotherly love. Yes. And I believe it uh, itself lends a person to, you know, demonstrate that love for that friend or that brother. Um, but the agape love, and I may be off on this, but share, you know, comparing the two, but I think the agape love is more than just that unconditional love. There is that agape love that says I'm willing to die for that. Right. That you would lay your life down. I'm going to lay friends. my life down. I mean, that's probably that's a yeah. sacrificial love. Right. Um, and that's a that's a great love. Well, I think there's the you're talking about phileo. I think there's a group of you know friends that would be a little more than acquaintances. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. But as you get closer to that inner circle and those that you really do life with, mm-hmm. those are the ones, yeah, that you probably would say you might would die for some of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially it would be your spouse and your, you know, family, right. your children, your right. immediate family. Mm-hmm. So... Love is definitely a verb. Mm-hmm. How have you seen love in action? What are some ways you've seen love in action? Either in our life or in somebody else's life. What have you seen? Um, what comes to mind? I think that it's, and especially talking about February, you know, and I know everything out there on the aisles is, flowers and cards and candy and, you know, do this and do that and all the commercials. Oh, my word. It's like I don't know how many jewelry commercials today and, you know, buy a car, car commercials and all this stuff um, makes me think when I really have noticed love and when I think I see a good picture of it or when I feel like it's been demonstrated to me, it's not in those typical moments. Mm -hmm. It's in those intentional, purposeful times that someone wrote me a note. I mean, just something simple like a handwritten card. Right. Um, or took me to lunch or just took a moment to say, how are you doing? And listen, you know, when I needed to, to talk. Those are to me, yeah. When it's kind of the, the typical times of doing it, I, you know, when it's expected, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's good. Now, how do you demonstrate love? I mean, in a lot of ways. <laughs> you stayed with me this long. <laughs> <laughs> you you stayed with me this long. Right, right. Um, but yeah, again, it's that not just saying the words, but living the words out in actions. And we're not perfect Mm -mm. until Jesus comes back. Um, But 
you know, it's the daily allowing the Holy Spirit to make me more like him to have that agape love, like you said. The only He's equipped us only by giving us the Holy Spirit. That's the only way we can love like he, he loves us. Right. It's because the Holy Spirit is in our life. And I think, well, I believe that if we really recognize and really let it soak in and resonate in our soul how much He loves us, then we're, we would recognize we're compelled to love others. Mm-hmm. We're to go and love in all the things we do, our job, whatever, buying groceries, um, talking to the neighbor, disciplining our kids, mm-hmm. whatever it is, we are compelled to love. Yeah. I mean, a, a parent disciplines their children because they love their kids. Yes. Um, a, a friend loves at all times, you know. Um, brothers are born for adversity. Um, there are there are times in our lives where people, uh, you know, they say yes. And I'll tell you one of my favorite memories of a good friend of mine here in just a second that demonstrated love to me and to you was... Uh, you know, he said yes, then said, now what's the question? And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it did not matter what the question was. He was right. going to do everything he could to help us no matter what. Right. And I can remember um, when I was in the hospital um, what, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. And because of a heart issue and Joe Taylor mm-hmm. came to see me in the mm-hmm. in the hospital and Joe he and I coached football together our boys yeah. our oldest boys grew up together playing football playing sports going to school all that stuff and Joe and I've been great friends for all these years and I can remember him coming to the hospital taking time out of his mm-hmm. busy schedule and him looking at me and basically telling me, Spencer, the answer is yes. What do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. And that to me was a demonstration of love that was, I was overwhelmed by that. Yeah. That here I am laying flat on my back because I'm dealing with atrial fibrillation that would not stop. And here is Joe Taylor looking at me saying, the answer is yes. Now, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. That, that, has, all, that has always been something mm-hmm. that has impacted my life. Right. And that I've wanted to try to emulate yes. in my own life. Yes. Towards and for other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that was, to me, a tremendous demonstration mm-hmm. and act of, of love and compassion 
from from him and I'll, I'll 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 always be grateful for that always and um because I knew he would do it I knew he would do whatever he meant it yeah. yes I knew he meant it he yes. was not just words yes it was I got your back so along those lines as we've talked about you know being in action and and maybe that positive side of demonstration. <laughs> you talked about the other song. <laughs> Love is a battlefield. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because sometimes there's some hardness in in loving. There's some, you know, difficult conversations maybe. There's, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean. There's some struggles through it. Yeah, what would you say some of our battles have been? Our battles? Yeah. Oh, honey, we don't have, we have intense fellowship, right? Remember? Yeah, yeah I know it's we intense fellowship. We have arguments. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's such an <laughs> intense fellowship, uh, yes, but we're talking about battlefield, battle. so we'll use the term battlefield, what? battles. And they haven't what? been, and they haven't been knocked down drag outs or, Anything no, like that. A lot of times. But it's two people coming together. So, oh, yeah. You, you know, you're talking about love, and let me tell you, it's not fairy tales. <laughs> no. It ain't no, rainbows and who unicorns. Who came up with fairy tales? But yeah, they're not yeah. true. Um, yeah, what you do in, on your wedding day and yeah. trying to create this right. image of, oh, it's going to be the perfect day and the perfect wedding, and right. we're going to have the perfect life. Hogwash. <laughs> Stick my finger in my throat it's and make reality. me puke. It's not reality. It makes me It's uh, sweet for it that day. It is totally day. not reality. Well, it's sweet for that day. But yeah, then it comes life and doing life together, and you're two very different people. I don't care what you have in common. Oh, you're yeah. two very different people. Um, and... <laughs> You have you gotta work through that. preferences. You both have baggage. You both have likes and dislikes and nuances about you. Right. So it's just, yeah, there's some things you yeah. gotta work through. Yeah. We still, we, we, we've been married almost 28 years. And, and we still have things to work through. We still through. got things to work through. Like, I made you a list, actually. I'm just kidding. You're funny. <laughs> I've, got, I've got you a list hey. starting. You know hey, what number hey. one is? Oh, brother. Organize the cabinets. Nope. I don't know. That's number two. I don't know. Number one, stop passing gas when you come to bed. Seriously? <laughs> oh my God. Look, it happens. And if somebody says they never have, there's something wrong with them. But honey, you do it every night. <laughs> She's telling me to stop. Okay, I'm gonna stop. She's about to wring my neck. Anyway, hey, I had to add a little humor in there. Whatever. And you know Whatever. that that is gonna be funny to people. People are going to love that. I said, I, it's real. Okay. It's real. It happens. It's real. Yes. And sometimes I do, but I say, excuse me. Mm. That's polite. Say, excuse me. If you let it go. So basically you're saying it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> is that Maybe. it? Maybe. Maybe. Oh goodness. Maybe. So yes, okay, love battles. is a battlefield. So battles. I don't. Financial. Yes, we, right. We both finances, are very different. Finances would be a battle. Yes. That we... And we've come a long way. We have come a long way, but it... You're definitely the spender. Definitely. I'm the saver. Definitely. Yes. 
Yes, two yes. very different viewpoints. I have an abundance um, mindset. You have a scarcity mindset. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, how have we fought through that? Conversations. Well, I think that's what I was going to say, communication. We, we, we have to constantly bring it back and communicate to keep each other on the same page and to bring balance to each other. Yeah. That, right, I need to learn to not have the scarcity mindset and you need to get on planet Earth and realize money doesn't grow on trees. Yes, So, true. And I've also... To balance each other. I mean, we've also gone through some, Dave Ramsey's yes, Financial some training, We've gone through some, training. Yes, discipleship with people that met with us as, yep. as a couple um, for financial discipleship um yeah uh employing things that would help us tools yeah online tools and um but it's a constant work yeah Mm -hmm. it's a constant work there's that that. action (laughs) um what's another battle um i don't children children not a battle? I'm talking about like agreeing on how to handle. Oh. Well, it was like, just something. Well, yeah. I mean, there was no manual. Whether it was the boys or I mean, Elizabeth. yes, we have the Bible, but there's not a specific step-by-step instruction guide right. for kids. And every kid is different. And we did have to, again, it was communication. But maybe one of us un- would understand a, a part of one child a little better and, you know, understand maybe how to get to the heart of their issues. Maybe could have better conversation with one child or knew the temperament and how to deal with that a little better. So it was tag team, you know. Yeah, and we didn't always see eye to eye on, on it with raising kids. And I don't know what you're talking about. But. I'm talking about, without being specific, I think there I were think. and have been times where you would say, we need to do X for this kid. And I'm okay. going, no, we Maybe. don't need to do yes. this for right. this kid. But we had to and work it out and come to a... And it, and we kind of were in a in a place where we were in a place of stalemate. What do we do? What do well, we I think do? Partly, we didn't know what to do. And we didn't really, know what to either do. one of us. Yes. So we were having to figure it out together. Right. Battle it. Out. Yes, and we were having to battle. Not it battling out. each other. No. But it was mm-hmm. a battle, and I mm-hmm. think sometimes that battle can get inverted. To where you're battling one another. The, then it becomes, right, at each other. At each other. And Instead that's of where. battling with, with each, each other. other. Yes. And right. that, I think that's where most couples wind up, is they wind up getting inverted. Yeah, that makes sense. In the battle. Mm-hmm. And, and they wind up going at it at each other rather than. Instead of really what the issue was. Arm in arm. And. Yeah trying to fight it together and face mm-hmm. you know as a unit rather than as two individuals mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's good 
So love can definitely be a battlefield. What are, what are maybe one or two more? You got any other thoughts about battles? Well, sometimes it's, you know, saying to that one that you love that um, you hurt my feelings or I need you to not do this or this is the way this makes me feel or I interpret this this way. I mean, that's a battle, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But, but you grow through those battles is mm-hmm. the key. And I think for guys, guys, you know, the men, uh-huh. if your wife does that, you can't take it personally. You've got to listen. You've got to shut up first. You've got to listen to the heart of your spouse. Well, we were created. God created us as more of the emotional partner. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be like, the other gender can't have, but you know what I mean? Sure. We are typically the more emotional person. And we, we internalize, we have these feelings, and um, we have to process through these feelings, and we like to talk. Right. And I think some of the words that come out of our, when I say our, men, men uh-huh. those words can, we think they are like little pebbles. But in your world, as a female, they're more like boulders. Boulders that you drop. And they're crushing. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that. And it's up to us as men and husbands to recognize that when that happens and it is brought to our attention, we must be quiet receive the word that is coming from our spouse and ladies i would say that you need to be open and vulnerable and not hold that in mm-hmm. yeah because be then it then it can become a root of bitterness and anger and hatred and then before you know it that battle becomes inverted and you're fighting against yes. each other yes so make sure there's open communication and guys you got to Keep your mouth shut and listen. And, and we need it. to recognize as, you know, understanding our role, we need to understand the men and how mm-hmm. God created the male. Mm-hmm. And we need to be conscious and considerate to, to affirm our husbands, to never talk bad about them. Um, I mean, you can take it to the Lord and, you know, um, without details, maybe you need to ask for prayer for something, but never tear our husbands down um, in front of other people, but to be proud of our husbands, to recognize how they lead, how they provide, how they support, because those are the things you need. Um, Good word. So as we kind of wrap up this conversation about love as a verb and love as a battlefield, Mm -hmm. what are some favorite passages of Scripture that we can point people to when it comes to love? Well, my students right now are memorizing all of 1 Corinthians 13. And that's the love chapter. And I used to have it on a place hanging 
you know, in our house, um, just keeping it before you of, of what that agape love looks like that Christ gives us. Um, he gave it in his son, Jesus Christ, but he gives us every day his gift of love and what that looks like and how we can emulate that in our lives. So that whole passage is just rich. It's not just for weddings. It's not just for February. We need to take it in and, and really hone in on some of those things that love is. Why do you think? Patient, kind, it, forgiving. At the end of that passage, it talks about these three remain, faith, yes. hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Why is love the greatest? I think you can say you have hope and faith, but if your foundation isn't love, I mean, what's the point? Okay. And because I think it's also referring to that God is love. Yeah. And he showed his love in his son, Jesus Christ. That's the foundation. You Which have to have Jesus Christ. Yeah. You, you can't have the 1 Corinthians 13 love. I mean, you can try to manufacture it all you want, but if you don't have Jesus Christ, it's not happening. Yeah. Because even with Christ, like we've said, it's hard. Well, I, don't know. I think that love is the greatest because love is eternal. Yeah. Faith okay. and hope are not eternal. Will be, because we'll... Faith and hope are not eternal. Have a Think culmination of that, yeah. Your faith will eventually end in sight. In sight, uh-huh. Your hope will eventually end yes. with... Um, his return. Yeah, his return. So yeah. your True. hope will be fulfilled. Your faith will become sight, but love remains can. forever. That's good. Love remains forever. So whether we're on this side of heaven in the flesh or we're on in eternity Uh in the spirit with a new body, a new Uh heart, a new mind, Uh love remains there as much as it does here. Hmm. And that's why love is the greatest. That's good. Do you have any more? I was going to close out. Well, mine is... You know, First Peter one twenty two, uh-huh. which says to love one another deeply from the heart, mm. and that that is what we have been called to do: is to love one another deeply from the heart, no matter what. So, do you coach? Do you teach? Do you parent? Do you uh, husband? Do you wife? Mm-hmm. Do you what? Do you what? What do you do? And your ultimate motivation in all of those things is love. Mm-hmm. It's the it, and and I think that that passage. That's good. In regards to yourself. You need to love yourself deeply. Um, not in a selfish kind of way, but you need to take care of your body. You need to take care of your heart. You need yes. to take care of your mind. That's loving yourself deeply is caring for yourself because 
your body is the habitat for the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we got to take care of that body. That's up to us. He's given that responsibility to us to steward our bodies and to steward our minds and to steward our hearts because that's where he abides. So we need to love ourselves deeply from the heart. We need to love one another deeply from the heart because in doing so, that is where we um, model the love of God towards other people. And we do so without expecting reciprocity. Right. True. And we love not because um, what we love because he first loved us and gave his life as a ransom for us. That's the motivation for our love is with what we've been given. And without it, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing. It's all going to go away. So. Yeah, that's thing, where I was going. The one thing I will have with me from this point in this life to my future and eternity is love. Mm-hmm. So First John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. If you do not love, you do not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And that's our encouragement as we wrap up this episode. We want to encourage you, not just for February, but for all times, but especially as you go um, through this next week, maybe, just let that soak into your heart, those words that He first loved you. And like Spencer said, first and foremost, we want you to love yourself enough First of all, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, to please make that most important decision of your life. But then to love yourself enough to know that He's created you for His glory. Take care of yourself. And then love others. Love others deeply. And the only way to do that is as you draw closer to God, who is love. Thanks for listening. And if there is any way that we can pray for you or if you need to reach out to us with any messages, uh, feel free to uh, message us on Instagram at cord underscore of underscore three. Or you can always email us at the cord of three at gmail.com. That is the cord, C-O-R-D, of the number three at gmail.com and when you get a moment if you don't mind please leave us a review on your apple uh, podcasts or google podcasts we would certainly love to uh, hear about how this podcast has impacted your life 
We love you and are grateful for you and wish you a very good week.